Welcome to FedSpeak, brought to you by MI Market News. I'm Pedro da Costa, and I'm joined by my Fed reporting colleague, Gene Young, to discuss this week's FOMC decision. So the Fed raised interest rates by another 75 basis points this week, an unusually large move that highlights just how great an effort Fed officials are making to catch up to 40-year high inflation. And Gene, you attended yesterday's press conference with Fed Chair Powell, so I wanted to get your take on his tone, direction, and guidance, or perhaps the lack thereof. So firstly, what jumped out at you most prominently from the press conference? Hi, Pedro. Yes, I thought the press conference was very interesting. Um, Before the press conference, the market uh, was expecting that 75 basis point hike. So all the attention was focused on what he was going to say going forward. And I think it was really interesting that he specifically said that they would not provide clear forward guidance um, in the September and the coming meetings. He said that the Fed has said it would move expeditiously to the range of neutral and that they've done that now. With yesterday's hike, the Fed funds rate target is at two and a quarter to two and a half percent. And that's where the FOMC guesses that neutral is. And so um, from here, things are going to be a little bit less clear. They're going to make a decision on a meeting by meeting basis, and they're not going to provide any kind of clear guidance like like that they've done so far. Interestingly, he did say that it could be appropriate to have another unusually large rate hike like the one that we just had. So that points to the possibility of another 75 basis point hike. But at the same time, he also said something even greater than that, um, perhaps 100, which was briefly considered by markets coming into this meeting, could also be appropriate if the data um, comes in worse than expected. At the same time, he said it will be appropriate to slow down the pace of rate hikes soon because that just makes sense. They've been front-loading the large rate increases, and now they're getting a little bit closer to where they need to be. So I think it leaves a lot of things up in the air. Yeah, it's fascinating. The Talk about optionality. The range of outcomes you just outlined basically ranges from ramping up the pace of hikes to slowing them down to <laughs> potentially pausing by the end of the year. So exactly. uh, again, it's probably recipe for a lot of market volatility, I imagine. So you got to ask him a question about the, the, the QT plan, the plan to run off assets gradually over time. Mm-hmm. So what was the question and, and what did he say? So the Fed announced the QT plan back in May, and the process kicked off in June. So now we're two months into the ramp-up period, which is supposed to be three months long, um, before QT hits the full pace of uh, $95 billion a month. Since then, we've already heard a fair amount of concern from traders and other investors about the QT process. It's at double the pace that the Fed did it last time, and it's coming at a time of heightened fragility in treasury market liquidity. So my question to Chair Powell was, um, how does the Fed view the process going so far? And his answer pointed to um, their their view that QT is going to run in the background and on autopilot. He said everything is going smoothly. Market is well prepared to absorb it. Um, They're not seeing uh, anything of concern at this point. Although he did say that it would take maybe two 
to two and a half years to get to the so-called equilibrium level for reserves, which is the kind of the minimum level of reserves needed in the banking system. That may be a bit of a change from earlier when the Fed talked a lot about three years of QT at the outset. So I thought that was kind of interesting. That's right. There was a little bit of a shift that we don't know if it was accidental or if he's actually trying to to pull back a little bit. But as you say, there's a lot of concern that the effects might be disproportionate depending on how financial markets react. Right. Uh, so there was also a lot of questions about recession. It seems like toward the end of the press conference, it was just one follow-up after another on the recession right. front. Now, he doesn't think we're in one now, but what did you make of the rest of his reply? Exactly. He's, he said very clearly several times during the press conference, the U.S. is currently not in a recession. And the reason is there's just too many areas of the economy that are performing too well, which is what he said. And top of that list is the labor market. We've had a monthly average of 375,000 new jobs every month for the last three months. And that's really, that's really robust. It indicates that demand is really strong. And he said that that also points to the fact that the economy is still on track to grow this year. Of course, this morning, we got a a pretty negative GDP report for the second quarter. It showed the economy slowing to minus 0.9% annualized rates. You can clearly see in the report that consumer spending is slowing and all the interest rate sensitive sectors like housing, durables, all contracted. So he pointed to this in in the press conference yesterday. He said there's clear signs that the interest rate hikes are working their way through the economy. They've been pretty large and they've come pretty fast. So we probably haven't seen the entire effect as yet, but that's something that they actually want to see happen. They want to see the economy slowing because they, they think they have to bring demand below its sustainable level to get inflationary pressures to kind of settle down. The question is how much of that slowing are they prepared to tolerate? They they also don't want to uh, cause a recession by doing too much. Yeah, and that puts them in the uncomfortable place of having to sacrifice the other side of their mandate a little bit, right? Having to give up some ground on employment. Uh, and he talked a little bit about that. And as you say, he's hanging his hat in terms of the economy strength very much on the labor market. What did you make of his description of the job outlook? He seemed to think that the labor market is still pretty overheated. The pace of job growth has slowed down, he said, from earlier um, in the year. But at the same time, um, wage growth is really strong. There's tons of job openings out there and, uh, and people don't seem to have trouble getting jobs. So broadly speaking, the, the jobs market could still, I guess, be slowed down by a bit. But interestingly, he he brought up the fact that there's some economists now who think that the so-called natural rate of unemployment has moved up a little bit. And he said that the reason is because we we had a massive shock to the economy, demand change in all sorts of ways. People wanted to buy goods instead of services. And when you have something like that, that shakes up the entire economy, the matching process between employers and employees uh, it becomes less effective. And so the, the natural rate of employment, which they the FOMC puts at around 4%, that could be higher. And he, he said, my own instinct is that it did move higher. But at the same time, 
as the economy recovers, it could that rate could also recover. The fact that it moved higher could mean that we have an even tighter labor market than we think or we thought, which means the labor market is even hotter than we think. So we have to do more to bring it down. All right. Thank you so much for that lovely post-FOMC wrap-up. Thank you, Jean. Thank you.